Chasey. Okay. <laughs> for, for adults? Yes, or? for adults. Okay. I love Chasey. It's a great game. You love chasing other grown people around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tag, okay. for tag, for the sport. All right. And you have sports championships for tag. Okay. And this is one I've always had. And right, so I used to work at a wearable tech company. Yeah. And so one of the apps, oh, no, no, I thought about, I was thinking about designing my own wearable business, right? Because, you know, as you do, as you work there, right? And I was, I had the idea... I wanted to create these wearable devices that was only for the game of Chasey or Tag, right? Yeah. Except you're always playing. <laughs> so what, you're sitting at your desk and someone can come up and tag you? Yeah. You're always in the game and everyone who buys a device is in the game, right? And maybe it resets monthly or yearly or something, but it's like you literally, if you have a device, you're always in and you can always tag or you can always be tagged. And everyone, it's just in life. And you're just in this massive game of Chasey at all times. Interesting. Interesting. That's uh, that's where I want. That's what I want. And you can have a leaderboard. You have it's gang up, Chasey. Obviously, but once well, you, obviously, once you tag someone, that then they become tagged, and you're now a team. And then until like the whole world's like playing, and everyone's got these devices, and there's one guy like running off a cliff, and there's like two out two the, million people. This kind of I know it's not this, but Squid Games and that style. Yeah, like real life. There's no game. violence in it, is there? No, no. Oh, well, no. I mean, <laughs> you have to think about that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it could be. That's funny. Well, we might as well keep on going. What, what, tell us your idea for today. So my idea for today is a cost of living calculator, right? Or a cost of living job calculator. So the problem that we're solving is every time you apply for a job, you're going to have to bear different costs associated with doing that job. So for example, if I work in FIFO, right? If I'm a fly and fly out worker, mm -hmm. I have different costs to someone who just works nine to five and live uh, in the city, right? So for example, the FIFO worker has their, you know, their meals paid for, there's a gym on site, but when they fly back, they have to pay for themselves for two weeks, right? And they have to pay for everything, right? So they have yeah. different costs. But if you work in a nine to five, maybe you've got a tiny commute, so your commute doesn't cost anything. You, you know, you're riding public transport. Uh, however, that might have a different cost because because you're, you have to pay for your lunch every day. Yep, yeah, that makes sense. Or, or if you're working in the city versus outside of the city, you know, there's probably less public transport options outside in the suburbs. Yeah, exactly. So you have different costs, right? And then so there's financial costs, but there's also so, you know emotional and those other sort of costs that people, that you factor in. So do you get to see your family less, or your your wife, or uh, other other costs like is this is this actually building my skill level? Yeah, am, am I learning and developing within this role, or do I have to spend more time in my personal life learning and developing and, and gaining those extra skills. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, that's, it's interesting. I mean, financial cost was the thing that I was thinking, but that's not bad outside of that. Th those other areas that you might consider when you're taking on a new job. Yeah. And, and so is what you're talking about really basically a whole bunch of inputs and you put in maybe what you're doing now and, and what the new job would be and yeah, what so, it gives you. Yeah, so it's a calculator, exactly. So or it could just be a big Excel spreadsheet to start or or it could be you know a, a software with a calculator where you put in the key inputs, but it would require a lot of data to, to actually get going first so we could uh, make you know good recommendations with the calculator. But the way I sort of imagined it was uh, a partnership with job boards. Right, so there's about 400,000 jobs available in Australia as of uh, today, while this podcast is being recorded. And so a lot of a lot of people are looking at these other jobs. They might be in other jobs. Well, actually, you know, un uh, unemployment's very low, so most people are in jobs right now. So they're looking at other jobs, and maybe you could do a comparison. So you could look at your existing job costs and the lifestyle that you're living, and what cost does that associate to, and, and what things do you get to do, right, compared to this new job where you, you get this complete lifestyle change and therefore different costs, right? So uh, I'm thinking, you know, for example, and this is this might be controversial, but okay, some jobs, you know, they go to work 
and then you know every Friday night they have to go to the pub afterwards and everyone at well, work they have to go do they yeah yeah, yeah. oh well you know seriously because think about it you know and they a lot of people you know appreciate that they, they need that they, they, I need to relax I've had a big day big week at work right I need a glass of wine or whatever but what if they worked in a low stress job where they didn't get home at the end of the week thinking oh I need a glass of wine but what if they got home at the end of the week thinking oh I feel quite energized that was a really good week you know I feel quite at peace uh, I might go for a swim I don't know do you, do you see what I'm saying like there's these costs that are associated so you start thinking okay what are the costs what else am I doing because of my job you know cause and effect yeah and I think something you said a bit earlier as well, that, that comparison, I think that's really important because if you're putting all that stuff in for your new job, how are you going to know if, that's, if you're better or worse? I assume you'd end up with some kind of score or, or something that mm. you can compare to either your current job or your previous job. Yeah, I think you could put it economically, so in, into a dollar value. And so you could, I know you have your actual dollars. You can't and, put and, a price on love, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, or, you could. Or beer. No, you can't do beer. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think you could, you could definitely quantify any of them and then convert that into dollars any any measurements uh, I'm not quite sure on the actual measurements yet um, you know that's probably next best action is to work out what, what are the things that are measured but uh, I just want to say you know because a lot of people are doing things because of stress or because of they're unhappy in their job you know 63% of people are not engaged in their job right and this is in uh, globally and that's not even the impressive stat the impressive stat is or the, the most shocking stat 24% of people are actively disengaged. No, that sounds about right. <laughs> in, in their job, right? So, you know, the people aren't happy anyway. It's because they're, 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 it's costing them their lifestyle that they want to live, right? That they're not factoring that into their job. So imagine if we could have these job boards, like I'm saying, and it's actually telling you, oh, well, this is going to change your lifestyle in this way because of these things. It's going to cost you these things. You're going to have to, you're going to react in this way because of this. Yeah, look, so I've got two things. One, big question. Which of those groups do you fall into? Right. You can answer that. Yeah, I think, well, <laughs> I think I'm very happy in my job at the moment. Yeah, good good answer, good answer. Uh, second one, it's kind of a related concept. There's this, you, you're aware of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Pretty, sure. pretty standard, straightforward. I, I was looking at something like this and I saw one for careers. I thought it was quite interesting that, you know, if you think about the, the different levels and roughly how it's split up, so, you know, 15%, say, per level. This Maslow's hierarchy of needs for careers basically kind of applied those, those different levels to your career. And so the people right at the bottom, they go to work to get paid. Like, it's literally a means to an end. Sure. They don't care. That's probably, you know, where that 24% sit in that bottom group. And you've got right at the top, the top, say, 5%, 10%. They're the ones that really want to kind of, they aspire to do more. They're ambitious. You know, they're the ones that typically kind of go through the ranks. They become managers. You know, they do more. Sure. Just an interesting side point. Yeah, the segments of people and which segment would this be? I'm not sure. Probably right in the middle, right? That middle sort of period of people who, who are not, you know, 100 probably the 65% who are uh, not, not dis, then just a little bit disengaged, you know, but they're, 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 they're not quite happy with their role, right? I, I think. I almost wonder if you're, you're top, it might even be that those, those at the top, those that are more ambitious, because they're going to they're gonna care more about this kind of stuff, right? True, true. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. We'd, we'd have to you know, go to market and find out. Uh, and speaking of that, uh, I think it is te technically feasible. Obviously, you know, you could build a bit of software for this. You could plug in all the data points. And and uh, then I thought there could be some interesting AI sort of implemented into this. And, you know, that would help uh, create this sort of calculator, right, where it learns and, you know, 
use the use the model to learn based on all the data that gets input to make it more accurate as as more and more people do it right and then you could start scraping job boards and actually getting the whole jobs and all these jobs over time and then what the titles are and use all that information to to get that accurate data in terms of viability i think this is pretty low cost to execute if you especially if you just wanted to build an mvp you could build that pretty easily you could just do a spreadsheet like i said or you could just just literally do a survey with people and calculate it yourself uh, and then it's just software, right? Which software is really decreasing in cost at the moment. I, I, one more point, just on, on your last point. So you're talking about job boards. I reckon the other one would be real estate uh, websites. Right. I mean, there's probably only two or three big ones, but because people are considering moving across state, so if they're looking for another job, they're also potentially looking for a house and vice versa. Yeah, exactly. I think that's one of the inputs, right? So, you know, what house do you have to live in? What neighborhood do you have to live in for this job because of the money, right? And then that, how unhappy is that going to make you? Which And what's that going to cause you to do? That's yeah. going to cause you to join that local sports team, which is going to cause you to have this feeling. Do, do you see what I'm saying? It's, it all yeah. affects. Yeah, we, and we can roll, enroll them in the tag, the, the massive uh, group chasing. That can be the other yeah. one. Yeah, well, that's going to be global anyway. <laughs> we're, going, we're taking that one viral. But that's cool. Oh, that'll talk to that another day. Uh, and just my only other call out on this one is just the business model. I think it could be a challenge to charge a consumer for access to this calculator. So I think you'd have to do something with the big provider like a seek.com, a monster.com or a, or a LinkedIn or something like that to, to the actual job boards. Maybe you're selling the data back to them or maybe there's some sort of lead arrangement. I'm not sure. That's the sort of business model I was Yeah, thinking. you're right. I mean, calculators, I think people probably almost expect calculators to be free yep. regardless of how much goes into them. So yeah, maybe it is data monetization. Maybe it is you know the one-off sale or some kind of ongoing license fee from the job boards or from the you know the website that's hosting the calculator. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. All right, one other thing. Now, up to now, we've kind of been talking about who would be the right person to do this job, but I think one thing that we might start looking at is based on all that, all that stuff that you've, you've just talked about, what's the next best action? So what's the next thing that if somebody wants to do this, what is, what's the first thing they should, should or could do? Sure. Well, short of reaching out to me, <laughs> yeah. I think I think if you want to execute this you could go just straight to a Google Sheets it's free you don't need to download any Microsoft products it'd be easy straight to Google Sheets and I'll just start listing out all of your problems right with your current lifestyle right that are caused by your job and then use yourself as your own customer right and build it for yourself that's what that's what I do just start listing out all the things that you do because of your job that you're just not feeling that, that great about or you know things that you wouldn't do if you weren't in your job. Do you know, I, I like this idea. I'm, I've got, what's a, I've got idea envy. Is that a thing? Like food envy, <laughs> but for ideas. Because I, I think <laughs> your idea, that, that's really good. And I, I agree, it's probably pretty simple to build. You could do it pretty quickly. All right, my idea, completely different. My idea is around school lunch refillable boxes. Okay. I'm going to do that bit again. Edit that bit out. So my idea this week, you know, what I want you to think about, are you, are you a, uh, a parent? I'm not a parent, no. Okay, I'm a parent, two young girls. Um, now, I have to be honest here, this isn't my problem per se, it's more the wife's problem. Sure. It's a problem that she has, I mean. Okay. <laughs> it's not her problem. Um, <laughs> but pretty much every night she spends 15 to 20 minutes uh, preparing the kids' lunchbox for the next day. It doesn't seem like a lot, but it is, say, 20 minutes every night. It's often after the kids have gone to bed, so, you know, after, say, 8 o'clock. You know, you've had a full day of work, you're tired, you just want to go to, just want to go to bed or just relax for a little bit. 
Um, it's also, again, I know this sounds weird, but it can be a little bit stressful, you know, working out what to put in the lunch boxes. You know, do I have the right stuff in the pantry? What are the what are the allergies that I need to avoid or the school has told us to avoid so we can't include, you know, nuts or certain things. Sure. Um, you know, what do we put in the lunchbox to make sure that, you know, it's a balanced diet for them. You can't just put all chocolate. Compliance. You cannot get away from it, can you? Always compliance. <laughs> but so I suppose the, the idea of that is what if there was a way that you could just have these, these pre-packed food boxes or food trays that you could then just slide into the lunchbox, pack them in, in, the, in the bag and then away they go. I think it would take away a lot of stress. So the business model, I suppose, that I'm putting forward is, is basically a food subscription business. Sure. So what you would do is you'd operate a commercial kitchen, um, parents subscribe via, or, and they do the orders via a website, uh, and then you basically organize delivery. Hmm. Pr- pretty straightforward, I think. And there are a number of companies that are already playing the space, but I still think there's a growing opportunity. I think one really interesting part here is that with parents with kids will pay anything for things that save them time or make it easy for them. I think that's, that's a fact just across parents in general. Like pester power from the kids, you know, when you're in a shop and yep. you always end up buying that little chocolate bar or whatever it is that they're pestering you about. <laughs> so I think anything you can target to parents, you know, they will pay. And I'm a parent, so I can say that. So like I said, there's a couple of companies already doing it. Um, there's one called My School Lunchbox, another one, Welcome Easy. And what they do is they deliver it. So it's, it's all the same that we've, we've spoken about. They deliver it to the, the kid's school, so to the canteen at the school. There's another one called Lily's Little Lunchbox. So these are Australian businesses. They do delivery to the school, but they also do daycare, sporting clubs, or directly to the home. And that direct to the home is, is kind of what I was thinking originally when I yeah. thought of this idea. And just on that, that last one, Lily, Lily's Little Lunchbox, hard to say. They're doing a crowdfunding campaign at the moment. So they've, they've got, again, as of, as of recording, almost 300 investors and almost 700,000. Okay. So it's, it's not bad. I, there's some validation there. You know, these companies have been running for a little while now. So it seems to be a somewhat, well, at least a break-even model for them to continue operating like this. Yeah, I think it's an interesting uh, idea. And I definitely have, you're right, the, the market is early. And I think, yeah, there's a few popping up. I'm a big, I know I'm not a parent, but I, I understand the need for this because I'm a, I'm, I live alone, right? So everything in the supermarket is made for families, right? And, and multiple, with multiple people. So there's like, there's no single servings for everything, right? So I went down the route of ordering meals. And so from, for like a year, I, I, I ordered, you know, my muscle chef and like these meal subscription business, yep. right? Where they just send you the meals you put in the fridge and then that's what you eat all week. Yep. So I literally have lived this and I, I totally understand the demand for that, especially, you know, just the preparation time and dishes and, and all of the, the other things that you don't think about. It's just like a hassle. And if you had to do that every night for your child, you know, for their lunch, it's like, it's a whole... Yeah, and no, you're right. I, I think there's all of that stuff. I think you can make it a bit fun as well for the kids. You know, like if you had them as part of the ordering process and fun little images or maybe there's stickers and, and almost not the Happy Meal toy, but that kind of thing where sure. they can have little things in there that just make it a little bit fun. Imagine if a fast food chain did get into that. Like if what? they started doing Happy Meals delivered. Like I can see people, I mean, I wouldn't order that for my child, but I can see people would do that, right? Delivered to the school. Yeah, like- well, You probably already can. Yeah. Surely you could organize some kind of food delivery service to, to your school. Yeah, but you can imagine doing, you know, the whole Macca's lunchbox and this, you know, stuff yeah. for the kids. But also, you know, that, that's a good thing because I think there's an opportunity there to make the meals very healthy for your children as well. Yeah, I, I think that's that definitely has to be part of it. And so, you know, dietitians, nutritionists, I think that's the kind of background that you need to, to really prepare these healthy meals. And again, covering off the balanced diet, need to avoid all those allergens and all that kind of stuff. 
And it's a pretty big market. There's about 2 million primary school kids in Australia. Right. So, and that's 2 million obviously per day. So you know, it's 10 million meals a week, potentially. You're not going to reach uh, every single kid, but it's a pretty big market. You could probably go further back into preschool or kindy. Sure. Probably once you start getting into high school, the kids won't want that. Oh, I don't know. I feel like I, I would froth this as a child because, you know, I was the classic kid. I would go to school. My mom would give me like an orange, you know, Vegemite sandwich. It's like In the standards. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. cool. Do you know what I mean? But imagine like a rock up. It's like a bento box. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm just so happy. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's definitely, I think, appealing to the child as well. If they're getting better, you know, better food because, you know, they can buy in bulk. That this this business, I'm not sure if it's Lilies or whatever, they can buy a box so they can get better food, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's not not as expensive from a, a level. Also, you just made me think this could be done on a community level. You know, go on. This could be a distributed model where a community does lunches for the kids in their neighborhood, right? And then so then you're buying in bulk. And so why aren't you buying bulk? I've heard people about doing this. You know, you you get a big group of people and you share costs and you go to Costco and you do the big wholesale purchases. So yeah, you more mean around purchasing in bulk as opposed to preparing the food. Well, um, yeah, it could be a community activity. Well, it, it could be. I think the challenge, and I was going to get into that next, because I think one of the challenges with this is, you kind of mentioned before, compliance, food regulations, mm. um, food standards, the requirements of the school. I think, I remember looking at something a while back where, you know, you have people coming over to your house, you cook dinner for random people, they pay, you know, basically like a, um, you know, you're paying for a home-cooked meal. And there might be a group of people, you visit, let's say, an old nonna, she's cooking pasta, <laughs> I have to use the example, I'm Italian. Um, and you pay the $10. But the challenge is around these food regulations. If you've got other people preparing the meal, you know, they need to be qualified and certified in, in certain certain things. True. But I, I think, you know, having the commercial kitchen, that would kind of be the, the standard way of doing it. I think feasibly, you know, the website side of things, the ordering, that's pretty straightforward. Delivery logistics. You know, we were talking before where it's delivered. I think delivery to the home is the most convenient, but let's say you had a thousand customers, that's a thousand deliveries. Yep. And let's say you did it once a week still, right? So it's a thousand deliveries per week. Yeah. Let's say you had 50 schools, which covered off those thousand customers. And so there's what, 20 kids per school. Mm-hmm. You deliver those 20 meals to the school, to the canteen. And at lunchtime, they go to the canteen. It's all marked, it's labeled. They pick up their meal and they go back. That seems like it's still pretty convenient. They're still getting the meal. Absolutely. I think that's that's a almost a better model, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Um, and then look, it's uh, obviously the, the viability side and the financial side. It's a relatively straightforward model, I think. So mm-hmm. subscription fee from the customer. It's probably ways to upsell. You know, I think you'd, you'd almost, well, potentially a subscription plus your, your pricing every individual item. So as you're adding things to the lunchbox, you know, it's, it's adding. And I think there's, there are different ways that you can kind of price that side of it. Yeah. And then on the back end, you know, obviously your primary cost, the commercial kitchen, and the, f- the cost of the food and then the delivery. Yeah, it's always, yeah. It'll be delivery, I reckon, personal opinion. Logistics, it's, it's a nightmare. That's why a lot of, you know, Milk Run, I'm not sure if you've heard, yeah. you know, they, they folded you know, that uh, delivery, food delivery. Well, they were re- re-bought by Woolworths, weren't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, out of uh, administration. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Still. But no, I think those food delivery businesses, they, they are challenged. But like I said, I reckon if you're targeting parents with kids, mm. you know, if, if you can save them 20 minutes every day, and you can save them the stress of having to make these lunch boxes. And often it's more than one, you know, two kids, three kids, whatever. I reckon parents would pay for it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And like you said, it's validated as well. So, you know, we've already got people in market having a crack. Yeah. So definitely think, yeah, it is. I think the um, the next best action here, I reckon if you were a chef or, you know, if you had the credentials and the certifications to be able to prepare these meals yourself, I reckon starting off with, if you are a parent with a kid in school, you know, going to that school, trying to get 10 people on board, 20 people on board, you know, I'm sure that, you know, you've got other parents 
or the kids have got friends. You know, so I reckon you could probably build like a test market with 10, 20 people and then just prepare it yourself at home and then literally just drive around. They're all going to live close. If they're going to that school, there's a chance that they all live within yep. range of that school. So I reckon you could probably, you know, once a week deliver it yourself. I reckon that'd be a way to kind of yeah. start it. It's just do that little test. 100%. Parents and friends group at school. Yeah. Whatever. Like, you know, get, get in there. I agree. Look. The idea's all right. I, I still like your idea better. Nah, I think they're both good. They're both completely different, but that's no, good. I think uh, I think we can call it there. That's it. We're done.